Welcome to Dread and Breakfast, the horror comedy RPG podcast you never asked for, but it's going to make you eggs in the morning. How would you like them? <laughs> Scrambled, please. My name is Christine. I'm Jacob. I'm Fabrice. I'm Marissa. So this is the part of the podcast where we pull back the curtain and talk about the story you just listened to, Ornithophobia, or as we lovingly refer to it sometimes as Kalamazoo. <laughs> um, so if you have not listened to those episodes, you should go back and do that because you won't understand anything that's happening here if you don't. And also spoilers, my dude. Spoilers. Spoilers. Christine, how do you feel? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that about summer, sums it up. <laughs> I feel, I feel, um, I actually feel better than I thought I would. I was really very stressed out about <laughs> this because this is my first time ever running any sort of RPG. Um, I love world building and I love character building, but writing a world for other people to play in rather than mm-hmm. writing like a definite storyline that I can control 100% of the time. They're very different tasks. And so I, especially when we were recording the first episode, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have, I, I am so like, <laughs> it was like almost frightening for me. And I, when we were recording, I was very much like, is this okay? Like, am I doing an all right job? And I just like really <laughs> unsure of myself. The whole time I felt like I didn't have enough written, but I knew that I had to leave spaces for you guys to act in and like... And hit people with chairs and... (laughs) Yeah, it was just like a really interesting balance i think i did okay like, i, I loved it so at the very end when mavis was talking and she just drops this well no one was down there like i got like a physical chill <laughs> and wished i had more warm coffee to drink to quell it because oh, wow. it was just it was really it was really good i cool. also your character work was beautiful i do Thank apologize you. for being a big big asshole towards mavis she's a beautiful sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> no i actually love that like Okay, Mavis is a character that, like, when I was writing the outline for Dread, Mavis was only going to be in, like, the very first scene. <laughs> and, like, this entire character came out, and you guys immediately loved her, and then were, like, very suspicious of her. And I was like, oh, so this is someone who's going to have to have, like, a through line. So I actually was, like, really... I don't know, like, I really loved every interaction that you had with her, even the negative ones, because it made her, like, a much bigger and more complex character than I had initially imagined when I wrote her. Okay. Like, in my notes, let me see, let me see what I have in my notes, because I wrote, like, little character notes for every person. Um, Yeah, literally, it's one line. Head of the zoo, played by DM, very minor character, Mavis Dearson. That's all I had for her. And you guys like made her blossom into this big like. See, I would have thought you had like plans for her because she was such a good red herring because she was so insistent about (laughs) the image and whatever. And it was it was real good. It was real good. Yeah. No, she was real interesting. Mavis's voice. um, (laughs) Her inspiration is the principal from uh, School of Rock. Is, oh, that, is that Joan Cusack my that, plays, that plays her? <laughs> um, Mr. Schneebly. Like, <laughs> that's exactly where that oh, voice was pulled so from. so good. That's pretty good. I have many questions, and I know we don't want to give away uh, the mystery of it, the but what the fuck was Aiden's deal? <laughs> yeah, so 
Aiden has been flying under the radar, acting as an unassuming recent grad, but he actually has secret ties to a special research arm of ORCS. Mm. Um, So Aiden is a mole working at the zoo, and he's been taking pictures to send to ORCS to help them infiltrate the zoo, build this underground bunker next to the zoo, and secretly experiment on stolen animals. Okay, so when, like, when exactly did the the bird napping, mm, if you will? Yeah, good question. I did not make that clear. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's a scene when Charlie, Penny, and Aiden are all in the birdhouse together, and Charlie and Penny start arguing about the infamous report. Oh no! And so that is the moment when. Charlie and Penny are just so distracted because Aiden has just casually been like, oh, what report, you know? Um, And so he gets them to argue. And in that moment, both Penny and Charlie are preparing transfers for various different birds. Charlie taking birds that are supposed to go to the show and Penny taking birds, I think, just for testing. Yeah, back to the lab, I think. Yeah. And so... As it happened, Aiden, because, you know, he's a mole, but he's not a great mole, got confused about which bird was supposed to go where, was supposed to steal one from Penny's cart, accidentally stole one from Charlie's cart, which just so happened to be going to the first show back at the amphitheater sponsored by Carishore Insurance, and everything devolved from there. Dominic, his backstory is that he grew up in Brooklyn and was like associated with the mafia and like some shady shit went down. (laughs) And so like he was a smuggler for the mafia. So his reputation precedes him, which is why orcs approached him and like knew about him. But he is no longer like he's kind of on like the the bad side of the mafia. He's not allowed to work for the mafia anymore. So like out of desperation has been working for orcs. Dang. Okay, that's really cool. Is he is he still working for orcs though? Because he did make them lose their cool bunker. Dun dun. Who knows? All of that makes that scene so much more tense. It was really tense this episode. We went from knowing ORCS as like this bumbling Carson. Oh yeah, you know ghosts. To oh they have machine guns. This is like it just ramped up the stakes in a way that I was not expecting and that I immediately was fucking terrified. <laughs> like <laughs> I will be honest, I did not expect people with machine guns to come bursting in. I thought that was a bluff. He's like, "Oh yeah, there's people with guns in there." I'm like, "Oh, okay, buddy." sure and no, then it was no. like no i honestly i didn't i didn't really know the tower plays such a big role in like how all of that was gonna go like there was a moment when yeah. i think i had fob pull um and like if it had gone I, I i can't remember specifically but like there was a poll where it was like okay if this is if this goes if he's successful then like the next step will be like does he actually kill dominic and like there was a moment when i thought that you were going to actively try and kill him yeah like things got nah. intense fob when the animals came in and charlie like lost his cool oh my yeah. gosh oh yeah no you can't you can't be doing that to animals i'll get you <laughs> With a chair, I guess. (laughs) No, but I absolutely, much like the last story, I feel like we say this every time, but like I adored everyone's characters. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> can you guys talk yeah. more about that? And then I uh, definitely want to know more about Rodney because, oh, my God. <laughs> I would love to know your character notes for Rodney. That would make me smile, I think. Um, Rodney is, I just wanted to have like a fun, stupid character that didn't like mean anything other than comic relief. And like Mm. his voice inspiration (laughs) is the the hermit crab from the movie Shark Tale. (laughs) Then the guy that's like, can I be your financial advisor? (laughs) That's literally all all Rodney is. Like, Rodney doesn't even have a last name. Like, I just wanted to have an excuse to be an idiot. And like... (laughs) Uh, See, because like I... And this is so embarrassing, but like I was like so convinced this has to be an act. Like Rodney's going to make like an act three turn. (laughs) Oh, and when we met Rodney at the end, were you like tense going like, oh, this is where he gets us? Yes, I was. I was. Oh, that's so funny. I was literally just trying to throw in a joke. (laughs) Oh, man. But no, Fob Jacob, tell me more about Charlie and Kevin, because I... uh, I want to talk about Kevin first, because he was such a pivot from Abbott, and he was just so delightfully pure. I know. Yeah, I was trying to be the opposite of Abbott kind of um I when I was first writing through the character sheet I made him be really afraid of stuff but then I realized I've already done that twice (laughs) I don't Um, think Abbott was afraid of stuff Abbott was just very he was trying to leave I guess Abbott was very focused two characters in a row that Yeah. yeah just wanted to leave and uh I was trying to branch out from that uh and I don't know. I still ended up just kind of only locking into that he's afraid of birds. <laughs> Which was and so now, funny. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really able to branch out of that and kind of, I don't know. I wasn't able to lock into him the way I wanted to. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel great about Kevin, but he, he, he was fun. I still think you did a great job. And And also it's kind of like Penny and Charlie were both at like a level 10. <laughs> the whole time and kevin was like a chill six and a half which we needed desperately i think that the energy of the three like characters i think they balanced each other very well so like maybe kevin was a little more of the like you know he's the new employee he's still learning like maybe a little more like cautious i guess whereas Mm -hmm. you do have charlie who is like so enthusiastic and actually that's one thing that i really did want your character to be like i thought about writing like your character loves his job (laughs) like in your initial like summary about your character but i was like "Ah, i'll let him like make that choice of what level he wants and you came in at an 11 and i was like excellent that's exactly what i was hoping for (laughs) and then like that also balanced with like pennies, like no <laughs> bullshit. Like I, I know that you were say like you kept like being worried that you were making her too bitchy, but like oh, I, I love time... that energy, <laughs> and I felt like it was really good to balance the three of you. And it also was good for me as the DM to have a character like your character was challenging for me, but that <laughs> made me like think on my feet and like I really had to problem solve as a DM because you would be like I'm done with this I have other things to do and like go off on your own and be like well shit how do I get her back like you know? no every like, every time Penny opened her mouth I'm like wow I'm a bitch like 
I, and it was fun to watch you play that character because it is like opposite to how you are in normal life. Like, so it was fun to get you get to watch you inhabit like that more aggressive <laughs> side. Marissa, tell me about Penny's voice. Oh, I didn't do it justice at all. So I love podcasts, as we know. And there is a podcast called Criminal, which is very good. It's like true crime. It's really, really outstanding. And the host has just the best voice in the entire world. It's like immaculate. And (laughs) her name's Phoebe Judge. And she always opens each episode with, I'm Phoebe Judge. This is criminal. And so it started like that. And then shit went down. And it just became like airy and like bad. So I... (laughs) I did not do Phoebe Judge justice. <laughs> I liked the voice, though. I was really surprised by it when you first started. Like, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. You came out with this, like, oh, yes. Like, okay. Um, I, I, I like the mystery, but I have so many questions. Like, was anyone else involved? Who on that board needs to get fired? Like, some questions cannot be answered. God damn it, Christine. Because the DM did not write that. <laughs> uh. I imagine that probably there's like some other people in the zoo working for the organization, but the only one that I really wrote was uh, Aiden Dominic. What was behind the door we didn't go down because we were scared? Um, <laughs> Can you tell us that? More of the orcs bunker. Oh, how big was the bunker? Like how, uh, how did they clear that shit out so fast? <laughs> Um, the bunker, it was built as an inside job during the restoration of the amphitheater. Like when you went down the shaft, like there was the dirt around it was a little more disturbed. Yeah. Like it hadn't been there the same amount of time. Like so that's it would have gotten built like secretly while the amphitheater was being restored. Oh, I like that. That's really fun. Is there any um I know last time we did some wild shit that threw like fob for a loop. Was there any choices that like (laughs) you wish we would have made or choices that you wish we would not have made? Or more choices that you like really didn't expect? Yeah, I thought um, when there was like voices in the hall and when like Dominic was coming into the lab, I had envisioned that as being like a quick everybody hide. And so the Mm -hmm. fact that Charlie went on the offensive and like the rest of you joined in on that, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like (laughs) I was going to have a whole scene where like Aiden comes in and doesn't know that there's anyone else in the lab. And so like he is being Dominic and like that's the reveal as opposed to him being like, fine, fine, fine. My name is Dominic Luciano. Like there was going to be that like eventual reveal but I just in my head like and I had written more of a like you observe this difference as opposed to like you attack this man and figure (laughs) out like (laughs) it was still such a really cool reveal though because like he started talking and like my brain short-circuited for a second and then Bob was like wait a minute (laughs) this isn't that's not your voice my guy I'm obsessed with your reaction to that like that just (laughs) I was like yes (laughs) Yeah, but no, like kudos to you all around. Like this was a stellar introduction into like DMing. Oh, thank you. And I don't know. I had a blast. So thank you for all of the the stress. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad it was fun. Like I, 
I was a little concerned, like after the first episode, I could tell that you guys were like on the trail of like someone has stolen the bird. Like you, it was really funny to that. Like at first it was like ghost bird. And like, (laughs) I wanted this episode to be more like science related, like weird, unethical science as opposed to Mm -hmm. supernatural. Cause that felt like easier for me to write, like more Mm -hmm. in my wheelhouse of like language that I would know. Um, so it was funny to hear you guys be like, ghost bird, ghost bird. <laughs> um, but you were kind of on the trail of like, oh, Aiden is suspicious. Like, I think someone stole the bird. Like, obviously, there was the reveal of the like paper with orcs at the mm-hmm. end of the first episode. And so you guys were like on the trail. And at first I was like, oh, no, I have to write more like red herring so they don't figure it out. And I was like, no, like. I do want them to figure it out. Like, that is the point. So I had to shift my focus from being like, okay, I'm done hoodwinking them. But yeah, so I have this little sticky note of, like, things that I wrote when I was listening through. First note, they love Mavis. (laughs) Make her seem evil, question mark? Kill her Oh, you did that very well. (laughs) And I landed on Mavis has the flaw of caring too much about the zoo image, but she's not the Mm -hmm. main villain. Um, And then I wrote, they are suspicious of Aiden. Why did he run off? Um, And so I knew I had to like walk that back a little bit to be Mm -hmm. like, no, he did run off because like social media. And like he, Dominic is very concerned about the fact like, oh crap, the wrong bird is missing. Um, But I didn't want you to like totally know that it was him at first. So like, I think there was still enough cloud around like who's behind all this crap that when it was revealed to be Aiden and that he was actually Dominic, like that was still a good reveal. Yeah. The, the reveal felt earned if that makes sense. Like it wasn't like out of left field Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like super obvious from the beginning, but re the paper who has shitty handwriting one. And are you able to tell us what, it entailed um honestly that was like a thing that you were like can i read any of this and i was like i don't know like (laughs) (laughs) that was that was something i hadn't written um so i mean that was just supposed to be like evidence that like something has infiltrated the zoo someone isn't covering their tracks enough. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i like Cause that. that's that's what made me suspicious of rodney is like oh did oh, it really Rod- fall out of the garbage or was it out of his pocket like was it in rodner's pocket oh mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Rodney was just, like, pure comic relief. <laughs> Rodney Rodney is, like, an expression of something deep within my own personal soul. <laughs> Rodney's just a wonderful man. So the tower didn't fall at all in this episode. It I, didn't. Despite we were... my efforts to make you guys pull, I was, like, really caught up in the world building in the first episode, mm-hmm. and I kept forgetting to make you guys pull, and so I was trying to make <laughs> up for that in the second one. Um, oh, you did. And, and more dramatic stuff happened in the second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much more, like, reasons for pull. Yeah, I did have a list that I'd like to read of ways characters could be doomed. <laughs> That I, that I felt really macabre when I was writing this. <laughs> but um, number one, attacked by an animal. Oh. Yep. Number two, poisoned in the lab slash chemical exposure. And number three, crushed by machinery. Oh, yep. oh, that's the worst one. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's not. Number four, electrocution. Oh. And number five, uh, Dominic takes them out. Only works if the intern is revealed by an individual and alone. That almost happened, honestly. That did almost happen. <laughs> there was a moment when Fab made a poll and I was like, if it fails, Dominic will kill him. Um, yeah. Dominic's hardcore, man. 
we also did all almost get shot with machine gun bullets. That's true. That is true. Yes. Yeah. But no, all around, this was really, really fun. I am interested to see where the next one takes us because just the ORCS mystery mm. has expanded. And I guess like, uh, like that sounds like bullshit because three of us have run dreads with orcs in it, but like we don't know a lot about it. Like this is yeah. Fob's creation and Christine and I know enough to sprinkle stuff in, but like the heart of what orcs is... We are not acting like this is legitimately like I don't fucking know. I don't even know what it stands for. I definitely went rogue when I was writing (laughs) the the research branch of orcs. Um, And I remember Fab and I had a discussion Mm -hmm. when I was like trying to ask him probing questions to be like, is this kosher? (laughs) But I didn't want to reveal anything about the um, the episode and the the story. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think this is like a very good like addition to the brand of orcs i think it makes good sense um but okay can, Bob, can you tell us this will be revealed yeah can you tell us one thing does the o and orcs start or stand for organization yes we deserve to know no of course not it does it not doesn't? why would it st- why would it stand for organization that's way too easy is it a cult no it's not no i'm not gonna are you fucking with me right now i'm not i feel it like doesn't he did tell us at one point what it meant and now i can't remember <laughs> i know i did uh if only jacob's thinking about it i can yeah. see <laughs> but okay so i'm gonna come up with the bullshit transition thwack. thwack i don't know are you guys getting pretty hungry anyone you want to join me in the kitchen <laughs> Jacob, I am starving. Let's you have. You thought the hey. terror was over, but surprise! <laughs> oh, no. I'm not done with my machinations yet. It's breakfast, motherfuckers. <laughs> Cue music. Welcome back to Christine's cursed kitchen, the part of the show where Christine potentially poisons her friends, where Christine tortures her co-hosts. <laughs> You all agreed to this. <laughs> and Fabrice, I... you recruited me for this podcast, so... <laughs> I am so distressed, distraught. I don't... You handed me a <laughs> thing, and it looked like you took a rain cloud and put it inside, and it's so light. I I have no idea what's happening. Yes, so um, you all have uh, containers of tonight's dish it looks like clouds or maybe cotton candy or fiberglass but it's white and it scares me yes you're just eating straight fiberglass (laughs) i've decided to give you asbestos this evening can we can we open the containers yes yes you may okay i'm very scared i'm gonna wait for jacob to open his first on camera and then i'm gonna (laughs) open mine i was waiting for you Don't be a coward. But I said it first, Jacob, so you must go. Must I? Yes. <laughs> Riveting audio. Jacob is making a great podcast right now. Jacob has to cut this all out. All of this is cut out because Jacob's going to cut Christine's it. trying to move along the podcast and Fabrice is being a wave of chaos. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for Jacob to open the thing. And I'm waiting for Fabrice to open Oh my gosh. All right, ready? On the count of three. (laughs) One, two, three. Oh, I didn't do it. Come on! I was waiting. I was hoping Jacob would do it. Have you met me? I will come in and open the damn thing. Oh my God. 
It just smells like cotton it candy so far. It smells like cotton candy, which makes me even more suspicious. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to do something that like would be reminiscent of the game that we played. Um, you know, so maybe there is a cotton candy stand at Speaking the... of games, I lost the game. Oh, Jacob! You son of a bitch! Damn it! Damn what? it! What did I miss? Damn it! I'm sorry. Did I teleport back to 2010? Yeah. <laughs> Where am Man. I? Man. <laughs> okay. So first thoughts. Um, I'm very impressed because I have no idea how to make cotton candy. So this is kind of a marvel. Mm. The smell is good. The it texture. Good. It's fluffy like cotton candy. I'm just gonna go for it. I ain't scared. I am scared, but I'm also gonna eat it. Oh. Oh? Did you make kimchi <laughs> cotton candy? No. <laughs> I kind of love it. I cannot play. So you, it, it tastes like cotton candy and it's very sweet, but there's like an undercurrent of something savory that I cannot for the life of me place. It's warm, <laughs> right? You're all getting like a warm kind of, not like, not, the, not that the food itself is warm, but you're getting like, like the taste is warm. Cinnamon? No, it's not cinnamon. Jacob, what are your thoughts? If you had just told me you made cotton candy, I don't know if I would question it. No, I would. Oh, there's more of whatever that is in that bite. (laughs) I wanted this flavor to come through more than it ended up coming through. It's not anything that's like a super bizarre ingredient. We're all still eating it, so it must be good. Yeah, it's really good. Like, I'm going to finish it, and this is kind of amazing. (laughs) Christine, I think you might have been pulling a long con. This is not cursed at all. This is... Or you're pulling an even yeah. longer con and you have yet to reveal that you put dog shit in this. <laughs> it's arsenic. <laughs> but this is very good. I am also going to finish this, which oh, I think it? this means this is you... the first Christine's Corner where we're all finishing the food. <laughs> I don't know. Jacob looks Jacob looks suspicious. I The fact that Christine's not eating it. Well, I'm not eating it just because I don't have any more that I made. I ate some earlier today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jacob believes that. Roll for no, deception. No, I did. I, and I also gave some to my roommate, and she was really confused by it as well. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it vegetable? It's vegetable adjacent. Is it garlic? There is garlic in it. Okay. So everyone at home, <laughs> you heard it here first. We are eating garlic cotton candy. Well, that's not the only thing. Like, so there's... it's some sort of spice blend is what you're saying. So like a curry maybe? No, don't. Uh, you're getting a little further from that. I just like looking at Marissa eating this with with like the the Bobby Fisher level of intensity that she is focusing on. I'm running out of cotton candy. I need to. It, it's it almost tastes like I'm, I'm still stuck on birds though. So I'm like, is it chicken noodle soup? No, it's, it's it, this is a vegetarian cotton candy. Is it vegan? Yes, it is vegan. Oh well, there goes that lead. What do you think it was? Egg. I don't know, but the fact that you said vegetarian and not vegan made me feel like maybe there was some uh, animal product in there. That could have been a hint. Oh. Think um, condiments. Ketchup. No. Sriracha. I'm allergic to those things. (laughs) Pickle relish. Close. You're very, very close. What, guys, what's a condiment that's close to pickle relish? What? Help me. Think, think, Think larger. Larger than, oh, just pickles. Yeah! Oh. What? It is pickle cotton candy. 
I would have never guessed that in 10,000 years. Yeah. How did you, how in the world did you make pickle cotton candy and make it taste good? What is happening? It's actually way easier than I thought it was. Um, so, okay. I was like having a squirrely moment and I was like, you know what? I need a cotton candy maker. I want to make cotton candy. And so we like researched, my roommate and I and one of our other friends, like researched where we could buy a cotton candy maker. And we saw that there was one at Target. And so we went to Target to buy it, but it didn't include any cotton candy sugar. And so we were like, no, we want to make cotton candy now. We can't buy cotton candy sugar, blah, 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 blah. So that was the day that I ended up buying the ice cream maker, which then led to the kimchi ice cream. Fast forward about six months, and (laughs) my roommate has purchased something on Amazon. It's a giant box that arrives, and it sits on our dining room table for days. And I finally ask her about it, and she goes, oh, that's your Christmas present if you want to open it. It's completely unwrapped, which is very unlike my (laughs) roommate. And I'm like, okay. And so I open it, and it is a cotton candy maker. (laughs) And she had researched, like, the top one that she could buy me for a Christmas (laughs) present. I had completely forgotten this. That's so sweet. So I open this. We, like, both die laughing. And instantly, my brain goes, you must make pickle cotton candy. <laughs> I don't know why that was my first instinct. I just like what? I acquire these appliances and instantly my gremlin brain is like, we must create the most ridiculous thing imaginable. And like typically I would keep those thoughts to myself, but then we have this podcast. Oh and so this afternoon I logged off of work and I was like, all right, time to make cotton candy. Just And I walked into my roommate's room with a thing of it and I like presented it to her and she was like oh you finally used the cotton candy maker and she started eating it and was like what the hell is this (laughs) you're telling me that this was the inaugural batch this was the inaugural batch yes she thought it was popcorn um so yeah I could see that it's not discernible and I think that probably the heat has something to do with like it Mm. changing the flavor a little bit I'm just (laughs) I'm stuck on a couple things. Yeah. One, I finished it. So like I I can talk and it, it didn't really taste like it didn't, even after I knew that it was pickles, I couldn't really, and I'm thinking about it now. And the scary thing is, is I think pickle cotton candy would be really good, which is (laughs) A, a thought that I guess I have to come to terms with I mean, that I have. They make sweet pickles. And so that's why I was like, oh, yeah, this will work. Yeah. Oh. The way that I did it was that I just bought a jar of kosher pickles at the grocery store. And then I just like poured some of the liquid on sugar and then spread it out on a sheet pan and let it dry overnight. And then I just crushed it up and like put it in the cotton candy maker and pickle cotton candy i think if i were to do this again i would honestly make my own brine because i felt like the flavor didn't come through enough and so i would want to concentrate it more Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and also like add way more garlic and add way more dill and like really infuse it i don't know like figuring out some way to like create a syrup and then dry the syrup out and like it would just be like very concentrated just, I, we were all mm-hmm. getting like the spices but like mm-hmm. i got no dill whatsoever which is weird what, yeah what if you took a pickle 
And like, I can't believe that this is a discussion that we're having, but like, I guess this is where my life is. Um, What if you took a pickle and like, like in a mortar and pestle kind of mushed the pickle, the whole ass fruit? It's a vegetable. I'm a cucumber. Cucumber is a vegetable. Okay. The whole ass pickle. And then you have pickle mush, which has a lot of juice. Mm. And uh-huh. yeah, no, this all sounds great, by the way. Uh, and then like you just strain that through a cheesecloth, like so you don't have to make your own brine, but like well, maybe that would work better. The, okay, so I would argue that the pickle flavor does not come from the cucumber. The flavor comes yeah. from the brine. Now, if you were to do it again, would you mm-hmm. also dye it neon slime green or <laughs> would you leave it the mysterious smoky smoke white color? <laughs> to lure people in (laughs) (laughs) i didn't put any food dye in it because honestly i just didn't even think to but also it was fun to like give zero (laughs) clues about what the flavor was (laughs) and make you all guess but so last time i think our rating scale has been uh cabbages leeks and now pickles so in that order (laughs) how many how many cabbages leeks and pickles would you give pickle cotton candy i guess (laughs) um it can have two cabbages. I guess pickles are pretty close to <laughs> sauerkraut, so no leeks. No connection there. I mean, is are leeks and garlic in the same family? Couldn't tell you. They both come from the ground, but- if you think about it. We all come from the ground, Fabrice. <laughs> oh, no. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Babies are grown in farms, children. Just remember that. One day, your mother and I plucked you from the soil. Twas late summer, you had germinated in the spring and sent up tiny tendrils. And once you were ready, we plucked you like a carrot from the ground. I loved all of that, except for the tiny tendrils part. (laughs) I don't know who is coming out right now, but someone deep inside of me has just emerged. (laughs) Your brother preferred to grow with the russets, and when he came up with the other tubers, he was covered in warts. (laughs) Your father was a tuber, your father's father was a tuber, and his father was a tuber. I just think... I'm thinking of like trombone or like a tuba player. Oh like God. it's a family of tuba Your players. Your father was a tuba. Your father's father was a tuba. <laughs> oh my God. You, you descend from a line of bass brass instruments. So Bob, how many cabbages at least? Jacob didn't give it any pickles yet. Jacob, how many oh, pickles? Yeah. Oh, it feels so long ago that I was <laughs> thinking about pickles. Uh, well, Jacob, wait. Hang on, Jacob. The real question. How many tubas? <laughs> no tubas. Is it in no way like a brass instrument? And it can have three pickles. It's pretty pickly once oh. you know it's a pickle. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty edible, which is new for this yeah. segment. <laughs> I thought you liked the the creme brulee, the savory creme brulee. Oh yeah, you called it soup. <laughs> it wasn't soup; it was chowder. 
cheesy, cheesy chowder with a little burnt hat. (laughs) The same burnt hat that your aunt made. She grew up on a dairy farm. (laughs) And was... Oh, actually, I'm not going to say that. Fab, your rating? No cabbage? No cabbage. This is the furthest from kimchi ice cream. Except your first question to me was, is this kimchi cotton candy? So, yeah. Zero cabbages, uh, three leeks, because I'm going to say that leeks and garlic are similar, and I'll get hate for that, and that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Don't at me. How many pickles would you give it? Pickles? I'm going to give this five pickles. Now, but I give it five pickles because I really liked it a lot. I still, I didn't get a pickle flavor. I know, I know. Aww. This is like if pickles had evaporated and condensed in the air. <laughs> it's like if someone took a pickle LaCroix drink and then took out even more pickle flavor and <laughs> then a put it into cotton candy. LaCroix. Yeah. I, you know what? I. What is wrong with my brain? I instantly know how I can make that. What is wrong with me? <laughs> how about you, Marissa? What's your ranking? Um, so I would give this two cabbages and probably two leeks, apropos of nothing. I'm delighted to have cabbages and leeks to begin with. This is not anything I thought Uh. I would have, so thank you. (laughs) And I I think I'm going to go with five pickles. It was very delightful. It was a fun mind teaser, and I would eat another one. Well, good news. I made way too much pickle sugar. (laughs) (laughs) So I can Uh, indeed make more for you. Oh, good. (laughs) So is this pickle cotton candy cursed or blessed? What we have consumed today, I think is blessed. If it's more pickly, I think it could edge into the cursed category, Mm, but I will not know until that beautiful day comes. (laughs) It is not cursed and I enjoyed it. But you won't say blessed. <laughs> I I feel like there was another word. Is it oh. cursed or is it simply chaotic? Oh, it's very chaotic. Chaotic is a good yeah. word. Chaotic. Yes. I'm going to go with 100%. chaotic. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Christine's Cursed Kitchen. We'll see you next time for something equally disturbing. <laughs> uh, but do we want to tease what the next... Um... Jacob, do you have any comments? Just that for anyone at home who's doing the math and has thought Marissa led one and then Fob led one and then Christine led one, no, I'm not leading the next one. Yes. Yes, I'm he not is. saying never, but definitely not now. Plot twist, everyone. This is the fake out. Jacob is running the next one. Jacob's already five pages into his note writing. Get ready for Dread 4. Jacob, the dreaded, writes. Dun, dun. Fob, make a roll for deception. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, but really, who is running it? Oh, it's me. Get set for disappointment again, bitches. Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Until then. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you soon. Perfect. Love it. Yes. Done. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Dread and Breakfast. This episode, sponsored by Long Pauses. Thank you for listening. (laughs) As always, we'd like to thank Eli Schneider for our theme song and original music. 
You can find him on Spotify, so go say hi to him there. Additional audio is credited in the episode notes. A big thank you to our friend Alicia who created our gorgeous episode art for this story. You can find her on Tumblr and Instagram at Artistic Adversary. There are links to more of her work and a bunch of other fun stuff on our website, dnbpod.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at dnbpod, or you can harass us on Twitter at dreadandbfast. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a quick rating and review on the podcast app of your choice. It really does help us out a lot, and we love hearing from you. We are all hard at work cooking up our next story, but it'll still be a little while before it's ready. As a fun teaser, here's an incomplete list of the sound effects I have to find for it. Rock smashing. Lightning. Note card shuffling. A huge explosion. The terrifying drone of existential all-consuming horror. Bubbles. So, (laughs) have fun guessing what our next story will be from that. Um, Tweet at us if you think you figured it out. That should be fun. Anyway, you're all in for a real treat. Keep an eye on our social media pages for its release and for just some wholesome, chaotic content. See you next time.